KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna Beach. Member supported KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Hello, this is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Human Crafted Radio. I'm here every Saturday at 9 a.m. with Rainbow Radio, where we discuss the latest news on LGBTQ interests and discuss on this day in history. Every week I have a special guest and we have interviews. Interviews again, Rainbow Radio, Craig, every Saturday. Craig here, Rainbow Radio, KXFM 104.7, and uh, another Saturday morning. Welcome to everyone. I got uh, I got the weather report right here, as I always like to do first thing in the morning. Keep everyone up to date. It's 68 degrees, the high today. Ice. Uh, wait, that doesn't make sense. Ice? No. It says ice from winter storm. London stretched thousands of miles. Okay, that but didn't hit us. 41% humidity, um, plent, it says plentiful, how about that, plentiful sunshine, we like plentiful sunshine, plentiful sunshine, strong as Santa Ana, so yeah, well, which we've experienced that, and all week, uh, it's just dreadful, it's going to be 72, 72, 72, <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 77, Thursday, 78, Friday, 76. Uh, I hear inland uh, right about Thursday, it's supposed to be in the 80s, uh, like in San Juan Capistrano, just barely inland, uh, just along the five. So uh, we are in quite a contrast to the rest of the nation with 300 and I think 340,000 without power because of the winter storm. We are here in the lap of luxury with 70-degree weather. Um, you could go to the beach, I suppose. might be a little chilly, but, um, yeah, we are blessed, as, as we always are. I want to thank Mike Johnson in, uh, of Compass Realty and uh, Chris Dibbett of Compass Realty as our stalwart supporters here for KXFM Rainbow Radio here every Saturday morning to wake you up and get you started on 
your weekend days. Um, I also want to make some announcements. Um, there are some events coming up with, you know, um, Laguna Beach Pride 365 is, is uh, planning the summer of Pride again. <laughs> this will be our fourth year of Laguna Beach Pride. We started in 2018. We just barely got in, uh, became a 501c3 at the end of uh, 2018. So 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So, well, yeah, we're we're officially this is our fourth year uh, in operation as a nonprofit, and we're we're planning more events this year. We are being optimistic, as many of the Pride festivals are. Um, they're all. It's amazing. Everyone's scheduled. I guess there's a there is an abundance of optimism that we won't uh, have to be canceled or postponed, because in prior years, uh, L.A. and San Diego and Long Beach have all either scaled them back or not had them, and um, so this year they're planning them full on, and so is Laguna Pride. Uh, we're looking at the 18th as our date. Location is under the work, so we, we can't divulge it yet, but the 18th of June. And June, which happens to be, what, Pride Month for like, the city, well, for the nation, but also as proclaimed by the city of Laguna Beach before city council, I was there. Uh, at Laguna Beach is, uh, June is Laguna Beach Pride Month for here ever after, you know. So, yeah, so we have some things, but more immediately... The next get-together with Laguna Beach Pride is on the 19th of this month. And where, pray, do you say? It's an outdoor event in the evening. What? <laughs> it is indeed. It's a beach bonfire. And they have been well attended in the, in the past. They are free, absolutely, as in no cost, no money. They're fun. You just kind of get together on the beach. You watch the sunset. And you stay warm by the fire in the fire pit. We bring uh, some s'mores so you can have s'mores or some people bring their own food, have a food fest. Or they bring their own beach chairs and sit and watch the sunset and talk and reminisce. A nice thing, it's outdoors and uh, you can wear a mask if you want or whatever, whatever razzes your berries. But it is outdoors at the beach. It's from 5 to 10. It has to end at 10 because Aliso Creek Park closes at 10. The meters are in operation, sadly, <laughs> and that's the way it goes. But that's the 19th. It's a Saturday night, and it's just uh, follows a full moon, so the moon will be waning. Is that right? Or waxing? I get it mixed up. Waxing or waning? One of the two. Um, anyway, that's uh, at Aliso, Aliso Creek Beach in Laguna Beach, and it is uh, a great way to... Um, you know, meet friends, new friends. Uh, a lot of families come, bring their uh, extended families. Um, and it's a great, it's a, just a great evening. Go to lagunabeachpride.org and you can see all the details about it. There's actually even a map in case you're, you're challenged as to where, where that beach is. But um, yeah, and I, I do recommend bringing a chair because uh, after a while standing in the sand for a couple hours, it gets a little tired, but uh, it's nice to sit down and put your feet up on the, the fire ring and keep your toes warm and toasty. <laughs> so that's coming up. And then uh, the following month, we're having a wine tasting event. We'll give you more details as that becomes along, but that 
It is all, all this, as always, all our events are on LagunaBeachPride.org. So there you go. And uh, Laguna Beach Pride is shaking off a bit of 2021 and charging, charging eyes wide open into 2022. We're pretty optimistic and we're pretty excited about what we all have planned for the summer. And uh, as we call it, our summer of pride, as, as it should be. Yes. So let's get on to on this day in history. How about that? I, I always like to um, get that out of the way. As it kind of sets the juices flowing about what's going on in the world. I, I think maybe I should talk about what we're grateful about, and that always brings up what's what's unfortunate in the world. And one of the one unfortunate ones, still there's some unfortunate stuff going on in Ghana, but in Iran this week, this last week, uh, it just shows how far we've come and how blessed we are in our community. Iran's regime executed two men based on anti-gay charges Iran, Iran's regime frequently uses the charge of sodomy to impose the death penalty on gays and lesbians. The Islamic Republic of Iran continued its lethal homophobic policy, executing two men on Sunday based on its anti-gay Sharia law system. The two Iranian man, men, Muharadad and Karampul and Farad Muhammad D were killed in the uh, in the prison uh, northwest of Iran, according to the organization Human Rights Network in Iran. The men were arrested six years ago. Iran's regime frequently uses the charge of sodomy to impose the death penalty on gays and lesbians, according to the 2008 British Wikipedia Dispatch. Iran's theocratic state executed between 4,000 and 6,000 gays and lesbians since the country's 1979 Islamic Rev Revolution. Iran is not a country you want to be in. Human Rights Network in Iran and Iran's regime-controlled media has not reported on the executions of the two men based on the country's anti-gay law. The two Iranian men were executed today after being found guilty of charges related to homosexuality, the Iran Human Rights Mo uh, Monitor tweeted. Human rights websites identified the men as being 32 years old. They arrested six years ago and were in prison up until their execution. That's awful. I know there's two other people there that um, are also arrested for the same thing, and that's just the ones we hear about. So I let's, let's hope Iran has some cultural changes in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. Anyway, I had to get that out of the way. All right, so not to be Debbie Downer, but uh, I, I guess let's put that in the perspective that we are so blessed here, and uh, I love Laguna Beach. And speaking of being blessed, there is the Patriots Day Parade coming up. And uh, Laguna Beach Pride has a committee within its organization called the Heritage and Culture uh, Alliance. And that is who has signed up. The committee has signed up for uh, the Patriot State Parade to march 
And uh, I think it is March 5th is the date. It's a no-cost deal. You get there about 9.30 across from the high school in Laguna Beach and organize. I think it kicks off. By the time it's organized, it kicks off around 11. And, and you and you walk for about a mile with banners and rainbow flags and, and blow kisses and wear your stilettos and whatever you want to wear. <laughs> your house slippers, you know. Michael Witikowski would probably wear his house slippers. Yeah. And got to be comfortable, you know. <laughs> walking down the street. Anyway, it's to celebrate all good things and um, patriots, our country's patriots. And uh, patriots come in every color, flavor, and diversity. And that's why we're there. So uh, if you can make it, uh, we would love to have a good swell of people there. I know we uh, we have some people already uh, that have agreed to go, but it would, the more the merrier. It's not like it's... <laughs> It's not like there's any limitations on it. So uh, if you want to go, go to our website at Rainbow uh, at uh, Laguna Beach Pride. And that's lagunabeachpride.org and go to upcoming events. And there is the uh, uh, an event called uh, the Patriots Day Parade. And it gives a map of where you uh, we organize, that, which is where everyone essentially organizes. And that's where it's staged. That's where it kicks off. It's across from the high school parking lot there. That I believe it's a church parking lot. But anyway, the address is there in the parking lot. Once you get in that area, it's pretty obvious what's going on. And uh, yeah, we'll have a boom box probably and uh, some banners and flags. And if you have flags and want to wear some rainbow colors, sure, why not? Maybe your rainbow tennis shoes, dust them off and... And show up and show your colors and your pride. That would be great. And again, that's March 5th. Coming up, I think, in a month. Isn't that right? Yeah. A little more in a month. Anyway, uh, that's that's a good... Yeah, because today's February 5th, so it's exactly a month. How about that? <laughs> so, um, being prideful and celebrate pride, that's something that can be done in every country in the nation and uh there's some news here where um you can't use the word gay in your school it's not allowed where is that i'll, I'll get to it later but anyway let's do on this day in history because usually it's just so interesting uh, so let's start with february 5th that's today on this day in history in 1981 Toronto police staged a mass raid on four local gay bathhouses, arresting 305 men, the largest mass arrest in Canadian history. The raids prompted a riot the following night, causing more than one participant to consider this Canadian, the Canadian Stonewall, 1981. I probably could assume that was kind of in response to the AIDS pandemic and it was a horrible pandemic um that reminds me there is some news that kind of relates to the aids and the pandemic which i found really interesting i don't know i i, I can't say why it's this is uh this is uh what's been Documented, but in the United States, gay and lesbian adults had a higher COVID-19 vaccination rates than heterosexual adults, according to the CDC. 
Probably because maybe I'm assumption or a suggestion of a reason that I think uh, the LGBT community is uh, for the most part has had some close experience with HIV AIDS and seeing what happens when there is no vaccination and no, nothing to, um, you know, to counter this dreadful disease and the agonizing death that it brings. And so when you look at an opportunity to thwart another kind of viral disease, as was AIDS is, that um, they step up for a vaccination. I, I guess that's my spin on it. But anyway, gay and lesbian adults or more, are more likely to have been vaccinated against COVID-19 than heterosexual adults, the federal officials said Tuesday in a new study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They found that about 85.4% of the gay and lesbian Americans above age 18 had received at least one vaccine dose as of October 2021. By comparison, 76.3 heterosexual reported receiving at least an initial dose by the same date. Not a huge difference, but... About 10%. Additionally, uh, gay and lesbian adults were more likely to be concerned about COVID and believed in the safety and efficiency of vaccines. We know that the prevalence of certain health conditions associated with severe COVID-19 illnesses, such as cancer, smoking, and obesity, are higher in the LGBTQ populations, and access to health care continues to be an issue for some people in the LGBT community, said Dr. McNaughton, a member of the CDC's COVID-19 emergency response team and corresponding author of the study, and told ABC News, we wanted to see if a vaccination coverage among LGBT person was the same as non-LGBT persons. So they found out. And I just shared it with everyone. So back to the news on on February 5, October, in on this day in history, 1982. The film Personal Best opens in New York City. It depicts two women, Mariel Hemingway and Patrice, Patrice Donnelly, as competing athletes who have a lesbian affair while training for the Olympics. That would never happen. That's uh, you're right. <laughs> um, I guess there were over 83 gay or lesbian participants in this Winter Olympics. I, I read that somewhere. February 5th on this day in history, 1989, after having debated and rejected similar measures for years, the American Bar Association votes 251 to 121 in favor of supporting federal legislation to prohibit discrimination against gay men and lesbians. So the, them, the, them their attorneys voted for it. Hmm? But there still were 121. Well, that's 89. And what is this? We're into a new century, new attitudes. A lot, of, a lot has changed. <clears throat> Moving right along to February 6th on this day, or 7th on this day in history. In 1977, the U.S. Sen US State Department lifts its ban on employment of LGBT per people and announces that it will consider gay applicants on a case-by-case -case basis going forward. I think I, I, I you know, what is a case-by-case? -case? Huh? That they're, they're, they're going to consider it. 
but it's going to be on case by case. I suppose they should consider heterosexuals on a case by case as well. Let's be fair about this. <laughs> Are you sure you're heterosexual? <laughs> no, I digress. In 1978, the Oklahoma State House of Representatives passes a so-called teacher's fitness statute, which allows local school boards to fire homosexual teachers or any teacher advocating, encouraging, or promoting public or private homosexual activities. The National Gay Task Force later filed suit to challenge the law's constitutionality. In 1978, and that's Oklahoma, I don't know, shame on Oklahoma. Um, yeah, I don't know what can I say about that. In 2012, the Ninth, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in California rules two to one that Prop 8 is unconstitutional because it violates equal protection clause of the 14th Amendment in its ruling. Yay! <laughs> the court said the law operates with no apparent purpose but to impose on gays and lesbians through the public law a majority's private disapproval of them and their relationships. Yes, <laughs> I do remember that. I marched up in, on, in West Hollywood for like eight hours from from uh, Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood up to Hollywood Boulevard and around the block a couple times with my friend Mario. Boy, we we had a we had a ten foot rainbow flag. We got photos taken. We were on the news. Hey, man. Moving along to February eighth in LGBTQ history in nineteen seventy seven, White House aide Mid aide Midge. Constanza meets with the officers of the National Gay Task Force to discuss what the Carter administration can do to further the cause of gay rights in 77 and the Carter administration. You know, and he's still, he's still advocating for the gay community. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Moving on to February 11th, or February, as some people like to say, in 1976, Gary Trudeau's Doonesbury introduces a, a gay character, Andy Lippincott, who had first appeared a month earlier. Five newspapers refused to carry the story of Andy's coming out to uh, Joni Caucus. Lippincott appears on and off in the Daily Strip for years. In 1989, he returned to the Strip. And when he was diagnosed with AIDS, over the course of the next year, Lippincott's battles with the ODs, eventual and eventual death from it, helping bring the AIDS crisis into popular culture. Good on you, Gary Trudeau. In 1983, a spokesman for the San Francisco Giants tells a banquet audience that the Giants are planning to set up a special seating section for the gay fans. Instead of the grandstands, he jokes, we're going to call it the fruit stand. Well, isn't if that isn't passive aggressive. <laughs> okay, in 1990, director Bill Sherwood, whose only feature film was a critically acclaimed 1986 movie, Parting Glances, dies of AIDS at the age of 37. Oof, da me. And on this last day in, of history, in history, of history, February 11th, 
1965, the San Francisco trial of four people arrested at the Council on Religion and the Homosexuals' New Year's Ball, the judge orders the jury to find the defendants not guilty. The decision is widely seen as, widely seen as a turning point for homophile movements fight for gay and lesbian civil rights. So the judge stepped in and told the jury to find the defendants not guilty. Wow, who was that judge? Maybe it was Gavin Newsom's dad who was a judge. <laughs> oh, who knows? In 1967, in a follow-up action to Los Angeles Black Cat demonstration on New, York, New Year's Eve, around 40 picketeer, picketeers demonstrated in front of the Black Cat in coordination with hippies and other counterculture groups who had been targeted by police for harassment and violence. 1967. And there you go. And there you go on this day in history for this week at lovely Rainbow Radio here in Laguna Beach on a lovely day. We're going to have 65, maybe get up to 70 degrees today and an abundance as it says, an abundance, an abundance of sunshine. How about that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it as we used to say back in the day. We're going to take a short music interlude here and we'll be back on the other side of it somebody said you go a new friend does she love you better than i can and there's a big black sky over my tongue i know we're in a bit she's
Treasure chest, golden grand piano, my beauty focus EOU. Oh, you, oh, I leave it all. My acres of a land, I've achieved. It may be hard for you to stop and believe, but for you, oh, you, oh, I leave it all. Oh, for you. Give me one good reason why I should never make a change. Baby, if you owe me, then all of this will go away. My many artifacts, the list goes on. If you just say the words, I'll up and run on to you. Baby, if you owe me, then all of this will go 
My friends and family, they don't understand. They fear they'll lose so much if you take my hand. But for you, ooh, you, ooh, I do see door. I do see door. Ooh, for you, ooh, you, ooh, I do see door. Give me one reason why I should never make a change. My hidden treasure chest, golden grand piano, my beautiful Castillo. You, ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all. Ooh, for you, ooh, you, ooh, I'd leave it all. A dee do. And that goes out to Joe in Payson, Arizona. Who would be in Payson, Arizona? I don't know, but I have friends everywhere, every corner of the world. From Chicago, Chicago to uh, to Seattle and to close by in LA, they're everywhere and to the UK and moving around the globe. Let's go to Ghana. I haven't been there in a while, and there's there is so much going on in Ghana. And then we'll 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 go to Australia after that. But in Ghana, bishops in Ghana condemn a harrowing anti-LGBTQ plus bill for being too severe. We must show love. So the bishops, I mean, usually usually we're at the mercy of the bishops and they say they're not very supportive. But in this case, in this case, they even had to stand up and say something because they thought it went too far. The House of Bishops of an Anglican church in Ghana said Friday, January 28th, that the draft promotion of proper human sexual rights and the Guyanan Family Values Bill they always give them these, you know, these names that sound like, oh, yeah, I would support that. How much money do you want? In reality, when you find out what it is, is too severe. Severe. Guyanan Archbishop Bishop Sybil Kobina Ben Smith. Wow, what a name. Uh, <laughs> pleaded for lawmakers to review the legislation that the church fears will be used as a warrant to assault queer Guyanans. But such unprecedented assaults are already happening. LGBTQ plus activists warned to pink news. Rightfully, Ghana said that the bill, which would make it a crime to simply advocate for LGBT plus rights, has already incited a rise in homophobic violence. LGBTQ Guyanans, the group said, are not simply living in a state of emergency. They are living in imminent danger. That's what's going on in Ghana. So hopefully the bishop standing up of the Anglican Church will give a little stronger voice in opposition to this bill, which is it's just downright crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of craziness in the world, you know. But I'm the only normal one. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Australian PM, we're on to Australia, uh, and where Dame Edna is from, I believe. Australian PM to ban faith schools 
from expelling LGBT plus LGBT plus students. Hmm, that's that's cool. Can't kick them out. They're all God's children after all, and some Christians are furious. Ugh. Australia Prime Minister Scott Morrison has vowed to stop students from being expelled for their sexuality or gender identity by religious schools. In an unexpected turnaround, the right-wing leader, who has also been been upfront about his evangelical Christian faith, promised to stop faith-based schools from discriminating against pupils, parents, and guardians. Morrison made the surprise remarks that left fellow lawmakers and religious activists stunned to Brisbane's B105.3 radio station. Well, I should say that right. Brisbane's B105.3 radio station. Yeah. <laughs> on Thursdays, Thursday, February 3rd, he was asked to share his thoughts on Saponte College's now withdrawn anti-LGBT plus student enrollment contract. So that's some progress. Good on you, Scott Morrison, for seeing the light. <laughs> now we're moving on to Florida. Florida is always very interesting. It's a real mixed bag, would you say? South Florida students rally against the don't say gay bill in Florida legislature. How about that? <laughs> a group of about 100 people gathered outside the Pride Center, Center in Wilton Manors Tuesday. Couldn't you get a few more than 100? Like maybe 2000. Uh, anyway, rallying against a proposal in the Florida legislature that would limit discussion about LGBTQ issues in, at school. Lana Goff, an 11th grader at the Boward County, in Boward County, is one of those students. I first came out when I was in the seventh grade, she said. Wow, could you imagine? I couldn't even imagine coming out when I was 21, let alone in the seventh grade. Times have changed. Uh, but uh, I digress. This, where was I? Um, yeah, and this, she said uh, I, she was very worried about the bill in Tallahassee that oppo opponents call that don't say gay. It just should be more normalized and talked about in a class and and not that's the kind of touchy subject not to talk about. She said the bill is part of a parental rights and education proposal. Part of it says a school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation, orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in the manner that is not age appropriate. It's a radical rollback of the calendar, said Scott Galvin. He is the executive director of Safe Schools in South Florida and a very, oh, and a longtime city council member of North in North Miami. He worries. This has a good chance of becoming law. Some of the radicalization and hate is seeping back into the schools where we would just be hopeful that it would not take, take hold, take foot. Oh, here's another one. <laughs> now we're moving into the United States. Well, that was in Florida. Florida is really part of the United States. We have to admit that. Yes. Okay. We're now we're on to uh, North America school officials. Um, yeah. I want to see what, where it was. Okay. Um, this is in Georgia. The principal and vice principal of an Athens, Georgia elementary school are under fire from both parents and faculty 
Boy, they can't win for losing after they reportedly ordered an unnamed student's artwork that includes the words, gay is okay. And I looked at the artwork. It's kind of a rainbow color thing. It's like very, um, I want to say childlike, but very uh, rough. And it says gay is okay, kind of written. It's, uh, it's watercolors, right? Uh, they ordered it to be removed from the collection of works hung in the class on the classroom wall, with the vice principal allegedly comparing it to the Nazi flag. Oh, yeah, gay is okay. It's just a Nazi flag. Yeah, hum. Where in his mind did he get it wrapped in that direction? Oof. It's been brought to our attention that uh, one local school's administrator at Oglethorpe Ave Avenue Elementary did not find the art to be okay. A local teacher has the art hanging in her classroom since October as part of several different student art pieces. According to the teacher, one parent eventually complained to the principal. Oh, yeah, that would be terrible to see a rainbow colors in the, the words. Athens Pride reveals on its Facebook, uh, which has also been reported by multiple news outlets. The principal reportedly asked the teacher to remove the art to or to move the art to a less offensive place, like maybe on the roof of under <laughs> under the desk, <laughs> under the drawer, under the desk, <laughs> facing down. I don't know. She stood in solidarity with a student, good on her, and did not remove the piece. The Athens Pride post continues. We have been told she was then summoned to the principal's by the principal to the principal's office where the display of the rainbow and the verbiage were likened to displaying a swastika by the school's vice principal. Local Georgia news um, outlet 11 Alive reports parent and University Georgia professor Jamelia Coe says nothing has been done and that is part of the problem. And that's why we are finally at a place like this. Enough is enough. In other words, she's speaking in support of, you know, enough is enough. All right. And now we're going to go to Afghanistan, which is another sad moment. We'll get, we'll get in. <laughs> I need some uplifting. Does anyone, has anyone written a good book lately that they're happy to talk about? I mean, that's, that is got a good, happy message. Uh, call me up, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, I promise I'll get more up news next week, but this is the last of the less, less than up news. It, it is in Afghanistan. Sadly, so many people are still stuck there. A recent report by a pair of human rights organizations is warning of the plight of LGBTQ people in Afghanistan who frequently face threats of violence against them and their families and are targeted for rape or find themselves being blackmailed ever since the Taliban took over the country last year. According to the report, the Human Rights Watch and Outright Action International, conditions have dramatically worsened for the LGBTQ people in, Af in Afghanistan. Even though the country was never overly welcoming or accepting of homosexuality or transgender identity, when the U.S. supported the government was in charge, um, 
In fact, the same-sex relations were criminalized under the old regime, just as they are under the Taliban. Although the Taliban appears to be more willing to met out extrajudicial violence against those suspected of being LGBTQ. The danger now facing the LGBT plus people in Afghanistan in the environment devoid of legal protections under the authorities have explicitly pledged not to be tolerate, not to tolerate LGBT people is grave, the report authors state. You know, I wish when I put these out there, I had a follow-up like um, if you want to help, but unfortunately. There's no call to action, as they like to say here in these first world business meetings. What's your call to action? Uh, You know, can't do anything without it. Or your takeaway or takeaway or come away or whatever there, all all those things are. So, yeah, so this is KXFN 104.7 Rainbow Radio here every week on Saturday. Uh, I want to remind everyone again that coming up. Uh, I believe it's the 19th. Now I have to, I've forgotten, but the, there's uh, an event at the beach here and at least on Aliso Creek, um, uh, our bonfire. And it is on the 19th on a Saturday. So it's coming up. Uh, this is a Saturday, the 5th. So it's coming up in two weeks and it starts at five o'clock and goes to 10 and bring your beach chair and be prepared to meet some new people that we've all been. We haven't done the, a beach bonfire for almost two years. So it's long, long overdue. And it's been something that everyone seems to really enjoy. Uh, because, again, it's it's a, a scene that is kind of outdoors and kind of fun. And, you know, in the winter, what else to go to the beach <laughs> in the evening and bundle up by a fire. I just think it, I think it's, it's really warm and nice. People bring their dogs and their children and their friends, their mothers, their fathers, whatever. It's, it's all a fun time. And uh, some people bring uh, hot dogs and roast them. And uh, we, we provide the firewood and uh, s'mores and a few other things, whatever we can find to, to provide. And a little background music for everyone to enjoy, and so it's a it's kind of little a little party gathering on the beach for for everyone. And you don't need to be LGBTQ, please, please. It's a diversity event. <laughs> it's for everyone, and it's fun. So again, that's on the nineteenth in February, and then we do have a wine tasting event coming up, and then we have Pride in June. So that's Laguna Beach Pride. We hope you can all make it. There is um, this, the uh, station is promoting also a Laguna tribute uh, to Valentine's Day, as we, as we like to call it in the single world, Singles Awareness Day. <laughs> Local activist Beth Leeds will be handing out red hearts on Main Beach at 12 noon on Sunday, February 13th. So that's the week before our big event. But anyway, that's cool. As part of the ceremony, Beth is inviting everyone to participate in a human wave as we show our love and respect for Laguna Beach. 50 years ago, I saved Main Beach Park from becoming a parking lot. That's right. It was already approved by the city council. I acted 
fast so our downtown ocean view would not be seen through windshields. So it says, let's meet on uh, Main Beach on Sunday, February 13th at 12 noon. And wish everyone a happy Singles Awareness Day <laughs> on the 13th. All right, we're going to hit one more tune here. I don't even know what I have programmed, but I'm sure it's fabulous as, as all my programming is. I want to hold the hand inside you I want to take a breath Thank you. 
Yes, fade into you, please. Um, I want to mention once again, I, uh, is the Patriots Day Parade uh, uh, something to do on Saturday, March 5th. And we are looking for people to let us know if they're interested in participating because uh, we need to kind of know how many people to expect. That would be great. So if you want to alert us, if you are interested in, in, in what is Patriots Day, it's an annual event here in Laguna Beach. Uh, you can Google it. And uh, it's a, like a, I think it's a one mile total length of the parade route. And pe most people walk, but there's cars and there's are um, some equestrians. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's been a marching band. Maybe there has been. The high school participates, and it's a real mixed bag of participants. And Laguna Beach Pride has a committee called Heritage and Culture, and they will be sporting a big banner. It says Laguna Beach Heritage and Culture Committee. And we're marching uh, with rainbow flags and, uh, you know, throwing air kisses at everyone that uh, we love uh, Laguna Beach. And what it stands for. So if you're interested in that, it's a great Saturday get together gathering. Usually when it's over, everyone kind of runs to a local restaurant downtown and maybe has a, imbibes a little and maybe has lunch because um, it's a fun Saturday thing to do. And it's outdoors. So it's not so contagious and, <laughs> and it's a chance to meet new people and engage and have a sunny, fun afternoon. And that's again, March 5th. So, um, uh, go to lagunabeachpride.org and go to uh, the menu uh, upcoming events and you can RSVP there just to let us know that uh, it's something you're interested in and that you plan on showing up. That would be great. Uh, the more the merrier. It's not like uh, we can have too many. <laughs> so, you know, 1,500 people, that'd be great. <laughs> Wouldn't that? <laughs> so, yeah. So um, please check it out. Uh, this is uh, wrapping up the show here. I appreciate you all tuning in today on KXFM 104.7. Craig here, Rainbow Radio. I'll be back next week. Again, the same time, the same place with another new bunch of news and, and hopefully a radio guest. Mario's working on one uh, or two or three. I keep saying that, but I promise you I will. <laughs> Anyway, thanks. Enjoy your Saturday morning and uh, the rest of your week. I'll see you again next week. <laughs>